Hello, and welcome to RD and the Inbetweens. I'm your host, Kelly Priest, and every fortnight I talk to a different guest about researchers, development, and everything in between. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of RD and the Inbetweens. For this episode, we're going to be talking about burnout. Why are we going to be talking about burnout? Because last week I hit a mental and physical wall. And I know I'm not the only one that's ever experienced burnout, and I certainly know that I'm not the only one experiencing it right now. So it seemed a really good time to talk about it on the podcast. And I'm thrilled for this episode to be joined by a colleague and good friend, Sunday Blake. So Sunday was, until the end of last week, the president of the Student Guild, so the Student Union at the University of Exeter, and they were also the VP for postgraduates for a year before that. So we had had a two-term office. And Sunday has just joined the Strategic Delivery Unit at the university um, to work as a strategic advisor as well and is an ideal person for me to talk to about burnout. So I hope you enjoy this conversation. I hope it resonates with you. And I hope it perhaps reassures you that these experiences are normal and everything's going to be okay. So yeah, the, the idea was to chat about burnout because I hit a wall in the middle of last week after going back to campus for the first time and my body and my mind just went, nope. Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah. This isn't this isn't good. Um, I feel like your your body goes before your mind goes. Mm-hmm. Like I'm I've been in this body for three decades now, and I'm still like oh, one more day. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, I, I don't feel like I'm the best guest actually to be on this podcast because I'm really bad at managing my own burnout. Yeah, me too. And like, and that's the that's the thing. And like, I. I was chatting to one of the PGRs about it because I said, oh, you know, like on Friday I took the day off. I was like, I've hit a wall and I'm going to take the day off. And they sent me a message on Teams and I replied to it. And she was just like, what are you doing? Like, you're doing... Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I had got I got to a place where I was really quite good at kind of setting the boundaries because I, like, completely burnt out and had a breakdown back in 2012. And have you know sorry to hear that it's it's okay I mean it's it was an it was a big learning experience and it was the combination of so many different so many different factors at the time but like I learned a lot from that and I've been like on a on a journey ever since trying to kind of figure out how to put the right boundaries in place to make sure it doesn't happen again so it's one of the reasons I stopped being an academic and I changed my job yeah and moved to Devon it was whole kind of right what can I shift in my environment to make this work and I usually and I've been really good at managing that but something about the pandemic has just and not the early days of the pandemic like since January yeah do you know what I divide the pandemic up into like good good times and bad times (laughs) when the pandemic (laughs) when it first came in March I was having a great time because oh. I would um, go and sit with my cats in between meetings. Yeah. I would all my laundry would get done. Mm-hmm. I haven't done laundry. I don't do laundry for weeks now. And the thing is, I keep I, I blame myself for it, and I get angry at myself because I think 
you you managed this really well in March what in March 2020 I should say not yeah. this year March oh it's been so long hasn't it you managed this really well why yeah. why can't and I, I, I try to almost like push myself to get back to how it was mm. right at the beginning when I was like I'm at home I learned to sew by the yeah. way I think I remember asking you like what sewing machine to buy yeah you know, I did all this stuff and now I just I just exist and it's really I don't know how long I'm going to, to bring this on for because I started a new no. job this week and when I turned up you know I love everyone it's a really good job but and it's gonna be amazing but like I walked into the office and they were like oh most people only come in two days a week which is great but I find that I get almost like um I get burnout from like doing this just seeing the same four walls every day mm. if that makes sense yeah um I've literally yeah. just had a conversation with someone about this and saying about because I, I was I was really pleased because we because they were talking about us going back to work one day a week from next week but I would potentially be in in an office for 28 people and I was really not comfortable oh, with that yeah no. but but you know really lucky really supportive managers who I've said ah no I can't do that and they've gone of course you don't have to do that you do what mm-hmm. you do what makes you feel comfortable nobody's going to pressure you which is brilliant um but we were talking about it and I was saying you know it's a real it's a real tear um, I feel really torn because in some ways particularly somebody that's chronically ill I feel really safe in in my house at the moment I feel like I am in control Mm. of this I can control who's here and how you know distance we are and all that sort of stuff and like you say I can just get if I'm kind of having a moment I can just go and lie with the cats just kind of chill out but at the same time it's driving me insane Mm -hmm. and I know that my mental health is worse because I'm not interacting with people and different people and yeah or walking around campus yeah I, I put I put a stone on over lockdown and mm. I'm eating this exactly the same and not not change my diet nothing like that I know some people put on quite a lot of weight and they'll say oh, it's because they eat when they're bored but I have you know I've been eating mainly this stuff in fact I under eat I, you know I forget to eat most mm. meals um because I back to back my meetings which is yeah. bad um but I, I still put a stone on and I, c- I cannot shift it because I'm not moving and I think that that's kind of like where I am at the moment with being burnt out that's kind of where I've where I've got to is kind of looking at like you say all of the things that this time like even this time last year I was finding it so much easier to manage and I was doing much more kind of in terms of hobbies and self-care and um spending lunch times outside when we had the nice weather like I'm not doing any of that now it's just like you say we've got so into this kind of back-to-back meetings because we can do that in a way that we couldn't when we were doing things face-to-face and just kind of constant constant working constant worrying constantly being on and I think that like I've heard quite a few people talk about the fact that so when we went into the pandemic in March last Mm. year it was like you know our our brains essentially went into fight or flight mode you know because Mm -hmm. that's makes sense it's a it's a stress reaction it's to keep us alert to make you know when there's a, a threat but the problem is we've never really come out of that and so our limbic system is just completely overrun oh yeah and the reason that so many people are struggling with their mental health and feeling burnt out like I talk to no one at the moment that isn't like at the end of their tether with it yeah 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 and it is oh. like this is and it was a um, neurologist actually I heard talking about it on a podcast and they were like this is actually like affecting our our brains and the way that our brains 
function oh, yeah yeah my therapist told me about this mm. they were saying that it's like to do with your brain plasticity like yeah. our brains are really really pla- like plastic like they're, they're, they're flexible I don't know the terms but basically like, like this is why cognitive behavioral therapy works because yeah. you literally carve out like new parts of your brain it changes yeah. physically changes I actually, I mean, obviously I don't want to overshare too much, but at the beginning of the pandemic, I started um, fainting a lot or yeah. collapsing. And, um, you know, a lot of people were really worried about it. I was worried about it. And I was kind of annoyed, actually, because it would happen in really inconvenient moments. Uh, <laughs> stood, in, stood in the queue in Poundland and stuff. And, yeah, uh, you know, my uh, they did so many tests on me. They were doing blood pressure. They were doing everything. Like, what could it be? They were asking me if I'm eating it. I mean, I, to be fair, I never eat enough, but, like, I wasn't eating not enough to faint. and. Yeah. Like basically the doctors and the um, psychiatrists put it down to the fact that um, I was going into shops and having to think about who was and wasn't wearing a mask. Because this is before masks were mandatory, you know? Yeah. Because we, we went through like half, we went through like half a year without them being mandatory. Which is crazy. Um, I know like they came in so late when you think about it. So I was having to think who was wearing a mask. I was, ha- I was looking at what people were picking up. So I didn't then pick it up because we didn't yeah. know if it was passed by surfaces or airborne. Um, I was having to calculate two meters. Mm. Uh, you know, all this stuff was going on. Um, basically, it, it was just overloading my brain. And I was just, my brain was going, do you know what? We're going to just turn off <laughs> um, yeah. and I'd faint, which is crazy that that's the impact. Yeah. I feel like um, a lot of people are like that in that when I'm walking around the shop, I don't know that I'm stressed. So I'm not walking around going, I'm so stressed about the two meters yeah. and the mask. I'm not thinking that, but obviously I am somewhere. Um, and it is, I, I told you at the beginning of the phone call that um, obviously my right eye has burst, all the blood yeah. vessels in it. And the doctors are like, yeah, that's, you're, you're stressed. But obviously I'm like, I don't wake up thinking oh, I'm really stressed, you know, right. um, and I think this is the, this is one of the really sinister things about stress mm. um, is it doesn't have to be like a cognitive thought no. or feeling. It can actually just like be there like latent and is it latent is the word I'm for? Dormant, maybe. Oh. But yeah, I, I think this is one of the things that the, the pandemic is um, really highlighting. Yeah. Um, is that we we actually don't we actually don't really understand on a on a layman's basis how much stress can have a negative impact on your body without even mentioning your mental health you know yeah, and I've I've been the same and like particularly over the past week you know family and friends and my partner have been saying to me you know like what you know what is it that's really bothering you and I'm like it's it's not a thing it's not like I'm sat churning over the state of the country or you know it's not a thing that I'm sat there thinking about or ruminating on or particularly anxious about yeah but it's this kind of whole picture and I've I've had the same so I've in over the course of the pandemic I've developed um restless leg syndrome so like it's a neurological thing that causes my legs to twitch and particularly when I'm trying to sleep so I can't sleep because my legs won't stop moving and the when I originally talked to the doctor about it back in January um, it's it's one of the it's one of those wonderful things that doesn't have kind of a known cause. Yeah, and, and he's like, you would be surprised how many people are reporting very similar kinds of problems, not necessarily restless legs, but like you say, with like you were saying with fainting and stuff that don't have an obvious cause that are actually 
like he, he actually said to me at the time, like the likelihood is that this is a stress reaction. This is this is your body's way of reacting to the pandemic. And I said at the time, but I'm not like I'm not actively sat worrying about it. And he's like, but it doesn't matter. You don't need to be. Your your yeah. body is responding to it. And see, I'm terrible scary. for that because I I tell myself stuff that stresses me out. Right, I've got this really <laughs> bad issue where I think that I'm really hard. <laughs> so I think that I'm tough. And yep. I, I, I actually think this is not good because I set myself almost like emotional, personal bests. So if I go through something really stressful, I'm, over, I, I'm like, oh, do you know what? Instead of going, that was really stressful. I hope I never have to go through that again. I'm like, well, at least I know I can handle something that stressful. So if it can't, do you know I mean? Like it's almost yeah. like I see it as a, as a, well, I've done it, so I can do it again. And actually, I think that I don't think that's a great way of looking at it. I think you should be, I think you should be looking at it going, oh, I did that and it was horrible and I never want to do it again because I want to look after myself. Um yeah. but but I um I'm I'm awful because I'm like uh I'll I'll tell myself that I'm not stressed. Like I hate when stuff gets to me, mm-hmm. I get annoyed at myself about it, and I'm like, no, don't don't let it get to you. You're you're hard. Um and I think that because I because I don't give myself that time to be like, do you know what, this is actually really impacting me. Yeah. I think it just I think it just hides away somewhere in my body, and then I end up, I don't know, like well, like I said, getting burnout or um, having a flare um, or something like that. Yeah. Um, blood vessels in your eyes. Yeah. Blood, blood vessels in my eyes. But yeah. No. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and I actually, I'm one of these people who I actually find re- relaxing stressful. Oh, me too. Um, because I've always got a multitask. If I'm watching the TV, I'm also playing a game on my phone or I'm... Oh, I'm the same. Or, like, I can't stop. And so, like you say, when you like when I lay in the bath, I've got to read or I've got to be on my phone or watch... Yeah, same. If I don't, I start to think. And if I start to think, I start to worry and find problems that aren't really problems. But, like, it's like my brain wants... It, it's like, you, you know, like, yeah. I must search search out and what can I what can I get really anxious and I think as you know it's a, it's a symptom of anxiety but like anxiety also, yeah but also I think kind of um <clears throat> like trauma and partly trauma from the pandemic mm. and the impact of that but also kind of you know longer term kind of you know back to childhood kind of trauma and all of that where you'll just kind of have this sense of there's got to be something for me to worry about or something for me to be concerned about or panic about. And so like that kind of switching off that apparently people can do, I'm, I'm not hundred percent sure I believe they can, but I just, my brain doesn't do it. Just doesn't do it. You know what? The last time I switched off was August, 2019. It's now July, 2021. Oh. Like I, yeah so me and my partner we went to Scotland and uh, remember I put all the pictures up and basically we had no signal we stayed in a shepherd's hut the first couple of days was absolute agony Mm. um but actually I after a couple of days I ended up feeling like a sort of (laughs) like (laughs) like an inner peace you know yeah um and I've done, I had a similar, a similar thing happen to me in sort of 2016. I went to a silent retreat for four days. Um, wow. But yeah, and you know what? Like I, I thought I didn't. I thought it was going to be boring, but y- you end up uh, just. 
I can't describe it. You, you haven't spoken to anyone. You, obviously, people are around you. You go for walks. There's meditation. There's a library. So you can read and stuff. Yeah. Um, and it's in a sort of big manor house, almost like a national trust house. It's a beautiful location, like acres and acres of land. Um, and I cannot describe it, but you you end up just happy. Like you're not talking to anyone, you're not laughing with anyone, but you just have this happiness. And um, it's really difficult because I think when I'm at work, I get a lot of my uh, I get a lot of my um, ego boost from being important. Right. It's really important. This is, you know, this is why I, I did elected roles. This is why I have quite a public facing role, um, because um, it sounds really bad, doesn't it? But like I, I like to feel that I'm at the front of things, fixing things and doing stuff and serving my community and I'm oh, visibly serving my community you know and that's where I get my kicks from yeah um and I think I think that actually just to get really deep on the podcast I think that I need to rewire my brain away from you're valuable because you serve others yeah to the way I am at the silent retreat which is you literally just existing not talking to people not impressing people just existing and your work because they give you food and that you sleep in these amazing beds and stuff and I think I think what it does without <laughs> without even speaking to you that it's a uh, monks that live there is that they show you that you're all valuable yeah literally just existing because that's all you're doing at silent retreat you're just breathing um and obviously when me and partner me and my partner went to Scotland we obviously were chatting to each other and stuff but like I would wake up we'd get some food we'd go to like um you know some ruins or we'd go to like you know like a fairy fountain or one of the one of the beautiful places in Scotland Inverness uh, Loch Ness that sort of thing yeah um and I think there's definitely something to do with our well-being that if we can if we can just get away from all the things that make us valuable to other people and we can just exist and know that we are worthy I yeah. think that I think that people like you and me might find it better to relax because the anxiety yeah. for me is I'm not doing I'm not I'm not yeah. earning my place yeah. in the world by having a bath I'm not doing you know? something like that yeah it's why like all of my hobbies and all of my like relaxation stuff it's like I build lego and I sew and I cry because it's all like productive I have to feel like I'm being productive and there's this sense of like yeah. contribution and like you, I'm, you know, I'm really driven in what I do about making, you know, making a difference and, and that being really important to me. And like you say, you know, there is that really important thing to me that actually feeling valued and valuable to other people, but that is, it's an incredibly exhausting way to sort of define yourself and define your self-worth. And I think that like so often with like research and being in academia, that kind of relationship to to something whether it's to service or it's to your research or something like that is so often the kind of driving force behind your identity that mm. like you say actually then pulling away from that and relaxing yeah. and valuing yourself differently and it sounds like from the th the kind of retreat and the trip to Scotland it's that kind of actually really having to go through something quite difficult and push through a barrier yeah. and like have it be really difficult yeah it is difficult thank you so much to sunday for taking the time out of their really busy schedule to talk to me about this i think it's a really 
important topic right now and so I know that we haven't really in our conversation provided any answers because as we said we're both really bad at this Um, but I think that that's the important message is that dealing with these kind of things and these kind of stresses particularly in the pandemic it's really tough and we're all feeling this so don't be too hard on yourself take the breaks where you can and find the mechanisms that work for you and that's it for this episode don't forget to like rate and subscribe and join me next time where i'll be talking to somebody else about researchers development and everything in between